Welcome on everyone to another episode of Side of the Storm. My name is Evan Wessling, and as always, I'm joined alongside my co-host, Mr. Brandon S. As we are here to give the best recap we can uh, to Iowa State's loss in Austin versus Texas. But before we go ahead and get started, how are you doing tonight, Brandon? You know, not great after that game. And I'm also very <laughs> sick right now, so apologies <laughs> if I sound terrible today. But I don't know. You know, the last two games have been tough, but at the same time, it's two games you didn't expect to get win on the road against top 25 teams. So not the end of the world, but definitely need to get out of the funk here on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, I think if, if you guys have been listening to the last couple of episodes, um, especially the last one, me and Brandon were both kind of saying there's probably two games that we had penciled in to be ugly ones and you weren't going to come out on top of. This was one of them, and an 18-point loss is honestly – just around where both of us expected. Um, not to be negative, it just you weren't going to go in there and win it. Um, as we mentioned in the last episode, you know Iowa State's game in Hilton was a very emotional one um, in terms of Tyrese's first game back. It was first day for students back on campus, so you know people could stand in line because they were missing the syllabus day. So it the, it was just. A great atmosphere and Iowa State was going to find a way to win that one. Iowa State still loses by probably close to this margin even with Caleb Grill. So um, yeah I am, I'm actually very glad. The one thing I am happy about this game is they did bench Grill again. Um, be curious to see if he plays Saturday or not. I don't think you need to play him but I'll be curious to see what they do. I'm guessing it'll be kind of the same thing that we've seen in the past with him and the injuries is especially at home, he'll play most of the first half. If they have a lead of more than 10, they're going to try to keep him on a pitch count. And that's what we've kind of seen in the past is once we get up to a certain lead, they'll just bench him and try to save him for March. Um, But who knows? I didn't expect him to play today just for – it wasn't a great spot to win the game. And also his back injury seems to be getting worse as it goes on and – I don't know. It's it wasn't a great spot to begin with, and obviously the student section was chanting out in the entire game. Probably better not to have him out there. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, quickly go over the box score. We'll start with Iowa State. Um, they were led by Shun with twelve, five of seven from the floor. Um, then followed by him was Gabe Kalship with ten, although he was three of fourteen from the floor. So that's something we'll talk about later. Uh, then it was Jaron with nine, Taman with eight. Seven from Trey, six from Burt, two from Jazz. Uh, Demarion played but did not score. Um, so that's your Iowa State scoring. Um, for Texas, they were led by both Tyrese Hunter and Serge Barry Rice with both having 15. Followed up by Marcus Carr with 13. Eight from Brock Cunningham and eight from Arturo Morris. Um, outside of that, it was a relatively quiet day for Timmy Allen only having six. Um, and then a few guys getting two and one guy getting three. Um, holding Christian Bishop to three is relatively good as well. Dessou only having two. So, I mean, 72 is relatively a good blueprint usually to beat Texas. Their defense, I mean, going into half, it was 47-29. Um, Iowa State, it was both teams scoring 25 in the second half. So, Iowa State clearly did a relatively better job. Had the defense been a little bit better, it would have made it look at least a little bit better, which is all would have been that would have been fine with me if 
they lost single digits, I would have been more than happy. Um, but, yeah, obviously if your defense comes to play, it looks better not to say they were going to win. But Yeah, you really just compare stops with scores on the other end today. Yeah. And that was kind of the main story, especially the first four minutes of the second half. You came out hot on defense, forced four or five straight stops to start the half, and you just couldn't convert on the other end. Um, shot making wasn't great today, but defense also affected that. Obviously, you don't score 54 just because of bad shot making on your own end. So, yeah, I think Texas just came to play in the first half, and obviously, like you said, it was this 25-25 in the second half for both teams. So um, they came out to play better in the second half. Unfortunately, when you're down close to 20, yeah. it's kind of hard to come back, and we've seen that in games like Iowa this year where it's just a little too much for a team like this where you're not exactly filled with scores. Yeah, um, obviously neither of us got the opportunity to watch I got to listen to maybe half the game. Um, there was a couple of people on Twitter who somehow had access, and from what it sounded like after the first half was just one of those team didn't show up defensively, I guess, which is pretty clear, and I could hear it. But also give credit to um, Texas going 12-28 from three is going 43% is well over their average. Um, and I know it was, I, it really fell off in the second half. It was a really hot first half from deep. Um, even guys like Arturo Morris hitting threes, two of them, um, which on the season, he averaged, hold on, that doesn't make a lot of sense. 29% three-point shooter. There you go. So, um, yeah. Just something like that wasn't. They were hitting shots, but sounds like Iowa State's defense didn't make it that much tougher on them in the first half. So, yep. And it's, honestly, it's not the end of the world to lose this game and just giving up twelve threes, most of them in the first half. It is what it is. You just gotta kind of move on after a game like this. It's not the end of the world, but can't let it linger into the next games at home. Yeah. Um. Last thing I will touch on before we go ahead and move on to previewing Oklahoma, um, Gabe Kalsher. So it's been a struggle over the last three weeks, and I would say the big thing is now on Williams and Bloom, their podcast, for those who don't listen, they described it very well as not to say him and Grill kind of got to point where they think they are better than they are. But, yes. And not to mean that in a disrespectful way. They were just, you know... It's just false confidence, I think. Yeah. And now you're kind of seeing Gabe buying into that. And, you know, what he bought into was he was an elite three-point shooter and nothing against him, but... Outside of his freshman year at Minnesota, that is not true. Um, 3 of 11 tonight, I don't think it's been very good for him recently. When Gabe was really good, um, early Big 12 play, he was knocking down a lot of the mid-range, which is what this team needed because what this team was good at early in the season was closing games and finding a way to pull pull some of them away. And a lot of that was because Gabe was the guy down the stretch. And we talked about last episode, Iowa State is really missing that right now. It's either him or Jaron. 
both guys really struggling. Um, if Gabe can kind of get back to his roots, or not to say his roots, but what he is better at, which is having that deep two, or not even deep two, but just that mid-range jumper, I think I would say it will be in a lot better position. I mean, you look at that Wisconsin game in the round of 32 last year. He put up 20. Almost everything was inside the three-point arc. So, you know, I, I just think if he can get back to that, that's going to be big for this team. Um, 19 threes isn't terrible compared to 27. But, again, without your three-point shooter, it's just feels like a little less. From the times I got to hear – uh, it sounds like there was a couple times guys got offensive rebounds and went straight back to the three-point line to take a three ball. So um, certainly something this team needs to work on. We've all known this is not a three-point shooting team. This team strives on its defense, getting points off turnovers, and getting stuff from 18 feet or below. Yeah, for sure. And I think they just they are ultimately just a better team at home. They shoot better at home. And that's just kind of how it goes when you're in a hostile environment with one like Texas this year at least. And, I mean, when you're down grill, he's a guy that can make eight threes on a given night if he's hot. Kalsher's not like that. He just needs to be a guy that can go three for nine if he's going to shoot that much. Mm. You just can't be shooting, continuing to shoot 11 threes if you're not hitting them, yeah. especially if they're not great shots. His step-back three is not what you want him shooting. It's not going to work. He's honestly not bad back to the basket when you can get him in those spots, but... You don't really have that go-to guy. I'd like to see Trey King get more opportunities just because he can score in multiple ways. He's really physical with his back to the basket, and he can also hit a three like he showed tonight. So I think you're still trying to figure out a little bit with this team, and you haven't really had a consistent lineup all year with Grill being out, with Jazz being out. Not having Trey. Trey. So it's, I think some of this is kind of expected. You're, hit, you're hitting the wall in the Big 12 play like we saw last year, and it ended up fine once you get outside of the Big 12 in the NCAA tournament and teams don't have you scouted like they do right now. Yeah, definitely. I think the big thing is having your eyes on March. We've just been kind to we've been trying our best to make that clear, I guess, is I think even for some, um, like getting bothered by the AP poll right now, as Iowa State's going to 23, potentially won't be ranked next week. But at the end of the day, Iowa State is viewed as a top 12 team by the selection committee. Also, I think Iowa State ends up on the four line eventually, which no matter if you're the one, two, three, or four, number four, you're viewed as a top 16 team in the country. And in reality, that's what matters. It's kind of like football once you get to the college football playoff rankings at that point. They're the ones deciding the playoffs and who plays in New Year's Six Bowls. So... It doesn't matter what the AP thinks anymore, so I don't know. Just kind of get that out of your head and get the whole disappointment stuff out of your head. This team's going to be fine. The ranking doesn't matter. Again, I I actually thought, thought this was interesting on Williams and Blue podcast uh, when they were previewing this current week, just talking about how Hoiberg's teams were better built for Kansas City. Obviously, they won, you know, couple tournaments but and like his team went on to win one with prom but like Ots is just built better for March Madness because they're very you know they don't have to rely on shooting because their defense will always travel um and when you're in this kind of league in the big 12 eventually when you can't shoot teams figure that out but when you play 
teams for a first time, right? It's a little different. Yeah, for sure, and I think we've seen that in the past. You look at these neutral site tournaments in November, we're so far very successful there under odds. I think it's just the defense travels. You don't get the road officials like you see. That's just kind of how it is when you go on the road. And then you get away from some of the physicality that takes place in the Big 12. Mm. It's the best conference in America. There's not a single night off. It's just you need to get out of the Big 12 at some point, and I think even the Missouri game was very similar to a Big 12 game just because of their talent level and their athleticism. But you look at the NCAA tournament, unless you draw Oral Roberts, you're not going to be playing a team like that. So then it's just hopefully you can draw up a similar game plan like we saw last year in the NCAA tournament where you're relying on that defense and you're just hoping to win a game that's 60-55. Yeah, definitely. Um, so that's we will wrap up the game versus Texas. Obviously, Sorry, we can't give you a whole lot. I'm sure you guys were probably looking for something, but we can't really give you a whole lot we weren't able to watch either. So That's okay. Yeah. Uh, we will move on to Iowa State's game on Saturday. They will be playing Oklahoma. Um, this is, again, ooh, wow, as we're recording this, we're going to get some low lights. Uh, I guess so. Iowa State went with the red, wanted the black, not that it mattered. Um, okay, so Iowa State had it within four in the first half. That That's some news to me. Uh, okay, let, we'll get back on track. This is like the first time we can watch it, so we might be a little distracted here. Um, but I think the big thing that me and Brandon have been talking about is it doesn't matter if you lose at Texas, which happened, or at Baylor, which will happen. It's all about winning Saturday and Monday, point blank. If you win these two games, you're locked as a four seed, I think the way the selection committee has placed us. And you don't have to win in Kansas City either. That's No, and you probably won't. It's, I don't know. Kansas City really doesn't matter at this point. You're not going to have a bad loss there. You don't have the double buy like the Big Ten where you get an easy win over Nebraska. No offense, Nebraska. Go Fred. But I don't know. You're going to probably get Baylor or K-State. Either way, it's not a great game. I think both of those teams are better equipped to win in Kansas City than Iowa State is right now. And having that extra week off and not playing four games or three games in three days is ideal. Yeah. Um, So the big thing was um, last time Iowa State played Oklahoma, obviously one of their two road wins in Big 12 play. Um, The big thing was shutting down Grant Sherfield. um, Really struggled against Iowa State. So overrated. (laughs) Um, He is their leading scorer and getting nearly 17 a game. Um, but yeah, Iowa State. I think it was like twenty-two to five right out of the gates, yeah. and lost it. It was actually that week twice. Um, had I think both like seventeen, eighteen point leads against um, Oklahoma and TCU. Lost both of them, but found a way at the end. Um, but I think Oklahoma. I they're not fighting for anything, so I'll be, I don't really know what their momentum's like. They're coming off of a loss to Texas Tech tonight. Um, so I, I don't really know. I mean, the only way they get in the tournament is winning in Kansas City, which won't happen. Um, so I, I don't really know what their thing's like. Um, it's in Hilton. I surely expect Iowa State to win it. If me and Brandon were kind of talking, uh, you lose this one, there can start to be some worry because, you know, we've kind of been talking about how don't, don't be, you know, falling into the, the sky is falling narrative right now because it isn't. 
Um, you lose a game like this, then those are warranted, I'd say. Yeah, for sure. I think the biggest thing to start this game is really just starting fast. If you get up, like we did see down in Norman, if you get up 22-5, to five, the game's over. They have nothing to fight for at this point other than Kansas City. Even that, I don't really know what's going on with that program. Porter Moser was supposed to be a guy that could turn it around after Lon Kruger left, but he's definitely not the guy for that job down there right now, and they have several pieces that can go off, but I don't know what's going on down there. I don't expect this to really be that close. This will be a good get-back game. Honestly, I don't think it'll be. We'll probably win by double digits, if I had to guess. Yeah. Uh, hopefully it's an all right environment. The last couple Oklahoma State TCU haven't been great, so hopefully that takes a step up, but not really expecting it to. Um, just hoping we don't wear gold the rest of the year, and I'll be content as long as we get a couple wins. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I think the environment, it'll be fine for everybody but the students. It is a yeah. sellout, technically. Yeah. So if you bought tickets, you might as well go. I think that's kind of the assumption at this point, and then students are just not showing up for whatever reason right now. Uh, apparently we are watching wrestling. We're watching wrestling and we have a test at 8 p.m. on a Wednesday. <laughs> I don't buy either of those at all. We can speak um, as college students at Iowa State. It's just crap. Not that you guys can't read through that. Nobody's watching wrestling. No. And it's on the big board at the game. So, I don't know. I just think it's really crappy. I think just a quick little rant, side note, I... Uh, I I go back to call or announce games for the high school me and Brandon were at, and it's just you know seven o'clock Monday night, sub state quarterfinal and no one's there, and it's just kind of I don't know I don't I don't get what else you're doing and certainly in high school at the one we went to you weren't doing homework, no. um, <laughs> so overall I don't really understand why people aren't there. Um, this is a Saturday, 11 a.m. There's not an excuse. You don't need to sleep till 11 a.m. If you yeah. do, you can still probably get up and walk over and go to the game. So I I don't know. Hopefully there's a better showing. Probably don't expect it. But, um, yeah, as Brandon noted, this is just a big get-back game. Um, we didn't really think Iowa State was going to beat Kansas State or Texas. We thought there was potentially a shot to beat K-State. Um, but we'll see. Um, I think, like I said, this is just a big one. My big thing, again, it's something we've been saying a lot of. Just want to see a consistent game from Jaron and Gabe. And I don't want to see Gabe have 15, but shoot, like, 7 of 22 from the floor. That doesn't do anything for me, right? Um, so I just I want to see Gabe get back into the mid-range. Hopefully Jaron can attack downhill. I'll be happy. I think Shun's getting really consistent right now, which is good for Iowa State. Um, but, yeah. And the big hair guy, Bijan Cortez, he won't be playing. Oh. So we don't have to worry about him going up for 20 like he but always does. But the Grove brothers are going for 60 combined. Oh. Yeah, that's not <laughs> happening. This game won't be close. Yeah. Um, but with that, you guys, that's all we've got. So before we go ahead and go ahead and end it anything you've got to end it on brennan women play tomorrow um big game for them they need to continue to stack up wins hopefully they can get a top four seed and host for the ncaa tournament that's a big deal and the women's game is getting that top four seed a little different than the men's game yeah um obviously again for those who don't know um as brennan known top four seeds the 
uh, it's not, it doesn't become, um, like, so the first, it's mm. round of 64 and 32 are hosts at the top fours, um, places, uh, top fours, so the top four seeds in each region host their, like, four team, whatever you want to yeah. call it, um, so obviously Iowa State, um, hosted last year, couple years ago as well but yeah as we know that that'd be big um before they go hopefully make a run they're starting to catch fire a little bit and as brandon said in the last podcast certainly a team you don't want to play if they're shooting and catching fire that's their key is if they're making threes they're really good and if they're not they're really bad yeah especially they don't have big big anymore yeah uh but yeah guys that's gonna go ahead and do it um as always be sure to check us out on twitter uh we would appreciate both, uh, all of the following, uh, the one for our account, um, or our podcast, um, which is at side of the storm. And then along with both our personal Twitters, all of those, uh, description, all of those, um, usernames will be down, uh, beneath in the description. If you guys would be kind enough, we'd really appreciate a rating and review. Uh, just help get the podcast out to more people. Same thing for when you guys follow us on Twitter helps us grow. I would really appreciate it. Uh, do our best to give you guys some quality reactions and previews. Um, apologize again tonight. Not much we could do about it. Um, but not like you guys really <laughs> probably care too much about an 18-point loss. So Probably the last time we're on Longhorn Network as well. So yeah. That'll be the last time we have to do this charade of getting a free subscription to Sling TV for the night. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, you guys, we will be back. Um, on Sunday, probably, uh, potentially Monday, um, might have to wait till Monday, just, I'll be gone, so, um, but yeah, you guys, uh, whenever that is, as always, quickly, again, follow us on Twitter, so you get that notification when podcasts are live, but I'm done with the plugs, um, for me and Brandon, we appreciate you listening, and we'll catch you in the next one, until then, roll clones, baby.